What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Randy, a.k.a. The Giblet King, coming back at y'all with episode four of the Underdogs Podcast. I hope y'all are having a fantastic day. I hope you had a wonderful week, and I really hope that y'all's Easter was as good as mine. Sit back, relax, get your popcorn, get you a drink. Let's get ready to rock and enjoy the episode. Dun 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 Just kidding guys. That is not the intro music. What is up everybody? Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit about sports slash WWE. In this episode, I'm going to be giving my top 10 predictions on the NFL draft, and I'm going to be giving you my predictions for night one and night two for WrestleMania 37. But before I do get into that, I do want to go ahead and let y'all know how my Easter was. Um, It was a really good Easter, so that's why I want to talk about it. Usually, I wouldn't really talk about stuff like this, but it started off with me going to church with my fiance and her family. I haven't been to church in years. Um, It was really amazing. I love the word um, that the pastor gave. And then after, they ended up having a potluck, which was amazing, amazing food. I had the best ham that I've probably ever had in my entire life. I had some 10 out of 10 mashed potatoes. It was really good, man. I had about three plates, and then I had some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fruit salad. So that's how I started my day off, which was amazing. Went home, took a little nap because I was in a, I was going into a food coma. Then I went over to my fiance's family's house. We ended up having some delicious burgers that her mom made. Really good burgers. I ended up making some type of creation with like rich onion dip on my my brand, my Hawaiian buns, which was amazing. I know it sounds disgusting, guys, but trust me, it wasn't too bad. And then we ended up having a little adult egg hunt um, with me, my fiance, her sister, and her boyfriend. Um, it didn't have nothing adult like in it, like alcohol or anything like that. It was candy, and one egg had the the money in it, like kids do. I know people are like, "Man, that's a kid thing." Uh, not really, you know. As an adult, twenty three years old, I had some some fun doing it. Like I had a real good time. Like it just brought back so many memories of when I used to do it. And of course, me, I was the one that found the golden egg with the money in it, which was amazing on my end. But I just had fun, and I hope that we can just continue to do that and grow our own little tradition as I am going to be, you know, married into the family and stuff like that, and then we're going to start our own family. Then afterwards, came home, me and my fiancé watched some TV and just went to bed, and just we before we went to bed, we talked and just talked about how great our day was. So I really hope y'all's Easter was as good as mine. If it wasn't, man, I pray that um, next year is better or the next holiday is better, especially for people that don't have their family. Um, I get what you, you know, for people that are sad that they don't have family with them right now and stuff like that. I get it. Um, I really haven't enjoyed a lot of holidays in the past few years just because of that issue. But I do pray and I hope you continue to pray for yourself. And I hope you have a better um, next holiday and a better next Easter. Excuse me. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this this week's episode, which is sports slash WWE. So I did have a, a episode recorded before this that I actually recorded last Wednesday. But then I was going to post it on Tuesday, this coming up Tuesday. and But then a trade happened with the Panthers and Jets that just ruined what I talked about. 
I'll take a little sip of water. So, in the the pre the previous episode that I recorded, I couldn't post obviously because this trade ruined it for me. Sam Darnold is now a Panther. So in that episode I recorded, I said that the Jets were going to go ahead and take Panay Soul with the number two overall pick um, because I thought that uh, Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. Go look at the film. He's a great quarterback. He was just in a bad system. And I thought Robert Sala coming in, who I think is going to be a wonderful head coach, I think Robert Sala could have definitely helped Sam Darnold reach some good potential and probably take the Jets to another level, which they have not been in a very, very long time. And then I thought Zach Wilson was going to fall to the Panthers, but ends up being they trade. Now I know 110% that the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick, which I don't I don't agree with. Um, I watched the pro day and I watched some of his film, and I'm just not 100% on Zach Wilson as a quarterback yet. And I, I believe he's one of those guys that needs to sit behind a veteran and then come in just like, you know, Jalen Hurts kind of did and some other guys have done in the past, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, yeah, I, did, I think that's the type of quarterback he's going to be. He, I, would, I would think he would have to be. So I thought, you know, Panthers would be a great fit for him, sit behind Teddy Bridgewater for a season or half a season or whatever that may have been, and then come in and take over the team. But now I know 100% the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. I don't think they're going to trade out. But I do think we're going to have a lot of trades coming. Um, but on that sense, I am going to go ahead and give you all my top 10 picks that I think will be getting. My, it's kind of my top 10 mock draft. I'm going to have a full 32-team mock draft coming out uh, very, very soon whenever. So I, I'm going to give you a little more detail. This podcast is going to be something bigger. I'm going into a little partnership with one of my buddies um, he's actually going to be my brother-in-law eventually. Um, it is my fiance sister's fiance. <laughs> um, we're actually going to be getting into something bigger. This podcast is going to be something, it's going to be sports only. I'm going to kind of shy away from the underdogs podcast for a little bit and get into this and give all my attention to this sports podcast. I'm going to be giving you all more information on that whenever that does come and we, see, you know, hash out everything and our ideas and stuff like that. From what we've talked about, it's going to be an amazing podcast, guys. We're going to give 100% into it, sports, 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 and me and him are going to give our full 32-team mock draft. He's going to pick one. I'm going to pick one, you know, back and forth. Um, I don't know if we're going to have trades yet, and we're going to have to talk about that. But um, once I get more information on that, I'll definitely, definitely come back on here and uh, talk to you all about it. But let's go ahead and get into my top 10, who I think are going to get taken. Just one moment. Let's go ahead. All righty. So number one pick, the Jags have it. I think this is the easiest pick in the draft. They're going to be taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. I do believe Trevor Lawrence is a stud but going back and watching a little bit of film, Trevor Lawrence, um, to me, has flaws. And every quarterback does have flaws. You know, um, if you go back and look at the big games against Ohio State, LSU, um, he struggled a little bit against good defenses. Like, he really struggled. Um, and a lot of people are going to say, you know, he killed it, he killed it. I mean, his competition wasn't that good. He did not play really, really, really good teams until playoffs. They were going to make the playoffs every year, of course. And till playoffs, they when they hit the playoffs, they get smacked in the mouth. You know, his freshman year, 
he killed it, of course. But then sophomore season, he comes in, he comes in and he just kills it on his end. Um, sophomore season, he comes, he goes to national championship again, loses to LSU. Then his junior year, he goes, loses in the playoffs to Ohio State which, you know, he struggled in both those big games, the national championship and the game against Ohio State. But I, I do know that he's going to be the number one overall pick, and I do think he's going to kill it. Him and DJ Shark are going to have amazing chemistry, I think. I think that James Robinson is really good. I do believe they need to add a few more weapons on that defense, but I do believe that this could be a playoff team, especially in the division they're in. The Texans aren't going to be too good next year if they don't have Deshaun Watson. I don't believe um, the Colts will be too good. I think they're going to. This year is going to be kind of that Carson Wentz build year, and then the Titans. We're really going to have to see. To me, they can be a good team, but we're really going to see how Derrick Henry does because they really rely on him way too much. But with the number two overall pick, another easy pick. At first, I had Panay Sewell going, but the Jets are going to go ahead and take Zach Wilson after the trade with the Carolina Panthers. Again, like I said before, I do believe Zach Wilson is a guy that I think needs to sit behind a veteran for at least a year. Um, so that's why I think the Jets aren't the best fit for him. He's good. He has an arm, but his ten, the, he didn't play really anybody, and he struggled against some of those lower-end teams. So I'm not going to talk too much on Zach Wilson just because I did earlier in the episode. So with the number three overall pick, the 49ers after trading with the Dolphins, are going to take Justin Fields. I do not think that they're going to be dumb enough to take Mac Jones. Mac Jones' pro day did not look good. I do not think Mac Jones is ready to be a starter just yet. I think he's a decent quarterback, and I know Devontae Smith and Jalen Wallace said they'd rather have him over Tua. I think Tua is still better. Um, I think Justin, Justin Fields, to me – is the number two quarterback. I don't know why the Jets aren't looking at him as much as they are Zach Wilson, but, man, Justin Fields is a stud. He's fast. He can throw the ball. He makes good decisions. He's made great throws, and he has a lot of guts, man. He just has so much potential to be really good, and I think he could be the top guy to to be, you know, in the rookie season. I think he will have a better season than Trevor Lawrence. But with the fourth overall pick, I do believe that this pick will end up being traded, but it has not yet, and I'm not going to do trades in this little mock ten, top 10 mock draft. I do think they're going to go with Patrick Sertan if they do keep the pick. I've been going back and forth with him and Kyle Pitts, but I think Sertan is a great defender. He's a great lockdown guy, and I think they need a little help on that defense. I, the reason I, I went with him and not Kyle Pitts is because they already have a lot of weapons on that offense. They have Julio, they have Calvin Ridley, they have Hayden Hurst, and they really need a running back. I could also see him probably taking Panay Sewell, but I don't think the Falcons will do that. They're in such a tough division. They definitely are going to need top guys other than old linemen to, to win. You know, they got to go against the Bucks, the Saints, and now the Panthers with Sam Darnold. I just think they'll go defense here, and but I do believe they'll trade it. And with the fifth overall pick, I'm going to go ahead and take Jamar Chase, LSU. I'm an LSU fan. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I love what they did when they were together. I think that it's so great. If they if they end up drafting Jamar Chase, look out. I think they're a playoff team. 
I think they're weapons away from being a playoff team. A lot of people will say Penae Sewell here. I don't think they go Penae Sewell just because Joe Burrow has such a connection with Jamar Chase. I think they go there. It's a smarter move for them. Penae Sewell will help them, but Jamar Chase will help them right away. I think Penae Sewell in the long run will help. Jamar Chase will help now and forever. So I think they go Jamar Chase. I don't think they go Penae Sewell here. And with the sixth overall pick, I do, I'm do. i going to take another receiver here, Jalen Waddle from Alabama. I think that the Dolphins, if they're going to go with Tua 100% and they're not going after Deshaun Watson or any of these quarterbacks like Russell Wilson or whatever, I'm going Jalen Waddle. Get somebody that Tua is comfortable with. Put him in there. Jalen Waddle showed a lot of grit. Came into the um, He played in the national championship game with a bad injury. Maybe he shouldn't, but he showed a lot of grit. I think he is better than uh, Devontae Smith. I think he's the number two receiver on my list. Devontae Smith is good, but Jalen Waddle is just a little better, and I think they they team him up with Tua once again, and Tua has a fantastic sophomore season. Now with the number seven overall pick, I'm going to go ahead and take Kyle Pitts, and a lot of people will say, well, they already have TJ Hawkinson, um, but Kyle Pitts is just a different animal. You can have a two tight end set. You You can move Kyle Pitts to the slot. You can do a lot of things. With Kyle Pitts, I just think he's a stud. He's in my, in my top five, but I just don't see any of the top five teams taking him. <clears throat> uh, Bengals can possibly take him, but I think they'll stay with that Jamar Chase. But, yeah, I think Kyle Pitts, the Lions, will be a good fit. Jared Goff loved to use Higby. He loved to use Everett, and this is just a different animal at tight end. So I think they're going to go Kyle Pitts here. Then at the number eight overall pick, I do believe the Panthers will get Panay Sewell from Oregon. I think Penesul is just a monster at the tackle position. I really wish the Jets would have stayed with Darnold and take Penay, but I since they are, they're going to take Zach Wilson, I just don't really see any other team besides the Bengals to take him. So I see him falling at number to number eight to the Panthers, which is not a bad gig, man. You're going to have um, Christian McCaffrey to block for, Sam Darnold, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. You're going to have so many studs on that end. Um, I can also see them taking Kyle Pitts if he ends up falling. But if Penesu was there, the Panthers are going to take him. Now with the number nine overall pick, the Broncos, I think this was kind of hard for me. This was harder than any other pick that I've you know taken. You know, they need a quarterback. I don't think they need a receiver at this point, but they do need a quarterback. But they also may lose Von Miller. Von Miller may not be able to play as he used to. So that's why right now I'm going to take Micah Parsons from Penn State, such a stud linebacker, probably can even move him to the DN position. I think that he's going to be a real stud on the Broncos' side. If I'm the Broncos, John Elway, and everybody in that front office, I'm looking at the last Super Bowl we won, and that was with Peyton Manning when they beat um, the Panthers. And what won that game? Defense. So let's go ahead and get Micah Parsons on that side, team him up with Vaughn Miller if he does stay, and just be studs. Roll with Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is an okay quarterback. I think he can get them there. He has Jerry Judy. He's going to have Cortland Sutton back. Melvin Gordon could probably have a solid season. Noah Fant. I just think you add a, def- a key defensive player to that side. And with the last pick that I'm picking on, the number 10 overall pick is the Dallas Cowboys. I can kind of see them trading out of this pick, but um, a lot of people think they're going to take a cornerback here. I just don't see it. I see them taking Rashawn Slater. Tackle out of Northwestern. Um, if you look at the Cowboys in the f- last few years or the past decade, what has been the Cowboys' main thing? And that's the old line. When they had Tony Romo, the old line was good. When they um, 
when they had uh, Dak for his first season, the O-line's good. When the O-line has been solid, they've had the best, they've had the best O-line many times prior in the last decade. So why not add Rashawn Slater and just field this old line back up. You're going to have Dak back. Let's get Zeke back to his form. You already have great receivers. Your defense is okay. It's a little below average, um, but it's going to be good enough because if Dak can do it, you give Dak time, you give Zeke a hold, a run through, you're great. So that's my top 10 picks. Um, Trevor Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson at two, Justin Fields at three, Patrick Sertan at two, I mean at four. Sorry about that. Jamar Chase at five, Jalen Waddle at six, Seven with Kyle Pitts, Panay Sewell at eight, Micah Parsons at nine, and Rashawn Slater at ten. Um, I think these are the best picks that I could possibly do. I did a lot of research on it. I could see, you know, other guys going, but at the time, those are my picks. They will probably change, especially the Falcons trade and who they trade with. But, yeah, I hope you all agree with me. If you don't, let me know. Um, there's still some key players that can go. You know, there's still some key players left. You got Trey Lance, who I think the Broncos could trade back into the draft for. Devontae Smith, um, J.C. Horn. You got Najee Harris. You got Aziz Azuri, Christian Burmore. And, you know, they got so many studs. But that's my top ten. If y'all don't agree with me or if y'all have a different thing, go ahead and let me know. And um, we can definitely debate about it. Um, the picks will probably change, of course, if they do have – um, the trade with the Falcons, and there's probably going to be way more trades. But again, if y'all do believe that this is not right, go ahead and let me know, and let me know what y'all say. Um, but that's my mock, my top ten mock draft from here. Alrighty, so now that I am finished with the top ten mock draft for the NFL segment, I'm going to go ahead and get into my WWE segment. I know there's a lot of WWE fans I know, and a lot of WWE fans that I've had messing with me. Asking me if I'm ever going to be talking about WWE, and of course I am. A little background on that is I used to watch wrestling since I was six years old. I had thousands of wrestlers that I would play with when I was younger. I had replica belts. Every time I saw a toy belt at Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, I'd get it. Um, I had a ton of wrestling shirts, went to a ton of wrestling events. And today, or, you know, I still watch it today. Um, not as much as I used to. Of course, um, the, the storylines aren't as good as they were, you know, um, the talent, they, they've wasted a lot of talent over the last few years, and it's a lot of the same crap. But of course, since I watched this since I was younger, I'm still going to fall into it. I'm still going to watch Monday Night Raw, um, NXT on Wednesdays, Friday Night Smackdown, and the pay-per-views. I'm still going to um, keep up with it. I'm still going to um, look at the news and the rumors and stuff like that. We'll see when Punk ever come back. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but let's go ahead and get into my predictions for night one and night two for WrestleMania 37. So for night one, I'm going to go over the, the list of the matches, then I'll give my predictions. So night one, they're going to have Bobby, Lashes, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. We're going to have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown's Women Championship. The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos for Raw Tag Team Championship. Bad Bunny versus The Miz. And I think that's turning to a tag match. I'm not 100% sure. I think John Morrison and Damian Priest will probably end up being added to that. We're going to have Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. And that is it for night one. They have not announced the main events either, so I'm not 100% sure. 
So night two, we're going to have Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. Oscar versus Rhea Ripley for the Rawls Women Championship. Big E versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. Matt Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. And Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Is there even a tag title match? What? They're not going to have a tag title match for the SmackDown titles? That's stupid. Well, that's crazy. I'm not a fan of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's go ahead and get into my predictions. Starting off with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I do believe Drew McIntyre is going to win this match. I do believe that Bobby Lashley, they're trying to get him to be a dominant stance. But I sh- I believe what I thought should have happened was Drew McIntyre wins. Um, I think this would have been great. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, of course. Drew McIntyre going into it as WWE Championship champion, and then Bobby Lashley beating Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. But, I, you know, obviously things changed. The Miz cashed in, um, beat Drew McIntyre for it. Then Bobby Lashley beat him a week later and on Monday Night Raw. I, 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 for some reason, I'm getting like a, a little, like, gut feeling that we're going to see Brock Lesnar somehow appear at the end of this match and just attack them both. I do think Drew's going to win. Um, the way I think that they want Drew to win in front of a crowd like they did last year, of course. We, I mean, I wish he was in front of a crowd. That would have been amazing, especially his story and um, where he's come from, especially when he started in the WWE. But I do think Drew McIntyre is going to win this match. I think it's going to be one of the best matches of the night. But Drew will come out on top. Next is one of my favorite and most the, one of my favorite matches I think is going to happen, and the one I'm most excited for, and that's Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Both amazing talents. Both can do amazing things in the ring. But I do think Bianca Belair is going to come out on top. Um, I'm a little tired of the same champions all the time. Um, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Bailey. Um, but I do think that Bianca Belair will win the SmackDown's Women's Championship. I think there could be something where Bailey comes in and um, interferes and helps uh, Sasha Banks to lose. I do think that's something that could happen. But I think this is going to be one of the best matches again of the entire WrestleMania card night one and night two. I think they're going to definitely kill it. Then the next match is going to be the New Day versus AJ Styles and almost. I think this match is stupid. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of AJ Styles and this this bodyguard that they've been portraying for the last few months. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I do think that AJ and his the guy almost will win. The New Day is going to lose. They've they've really made this match really predictable over the last few weeks. I don't think it's going to be a good match. I, I mean, of course, AJ Styles and Kofi Kingston, two amazing talents in the ring. I just don't think it's going to be a wonderful match. Another match that I think is stupid, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. I'm not a fan of this match. I'm not a fan of any celebrities. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm not a fan of, like, really any celebrity matches. They're always dumb. Um, the last time that I really liked a celebrity match was uh, never. <laughs> I'm not a fan of celebrities coming in and fighting the superstars because every time the celebrity's going to win. And I did look it up. It is going to be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. 
Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to win. The celebrity always wins. It's stupid. I think The Miz deserves way better. I think John Morrison deserves way better. Damian Priest deserves way better. This match is going to be really dumb. Um, it got leaked months before it was even announced. I just, I'm not a fan of this match. But yeah, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Next match is another another dumb match, man. Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. I'm so, so tired of seeing Shane McMahon in these stupid matches. The match with him and Undertaker were dumb. I mean, it ended up being a good match, but just was dumb because Shane McMahon is not a guy that's going to go in there and roll with an Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell. He's not a guy that should be rolling in there with Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. It should not even be close. But, of course, Vince is going to make Shane – or it's gonna, I mean, it's going to look like Shane is such a dominant force. Like, he's not, man. He does take high risk. He does do some crazy stunts. But I mean, I think Braun will win this match. It's gonna be a dumb match. I'm not gonna. I'm not a fan of this match. Night one's card is not very good. Next, the last match on night one. It's not gonna be the main event, but this is the last one on the list. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I really like the storyline. I really like how they've built this matchup. I do think Cesaro will win, um, but I could also see Seth Rollins winning. But I think this is gonna be a good match. This can definitely be. Um, Cesaro's last match. I think his contract ends very soon, but I think Cesaro gets his WrestleMania moment and beats Seth Rollins. This is going to be another great match. I think this could be a 10 out of 10 match. So night one, the matches I'm very excited for are going to be Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, and Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. I think at the end of the night of night one, um, I'm probably going to rate it around 6 out of 10. I'm not a fan of night one's card. Night two is a very big, it's a bigger card. <laughs> Sorry. So first match is wrong. This, this is not going to be the first match of the night, of course. I think this will be the main event of night two. This is going to be Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Um, I think this is a very predictable match. I do like heel Roman Reigns. I do like that they have heel Edge and a little bit of heel Daniel Bryan in this match. But I do think Edge is going to win. He does not have very much longer. He doesn't have much longer in the WWE. I think he has a year or two left. I don't think after his contract ends, I don't think he comes back. But they're going to give Edge his moment. He's going to win this match. I can also see Daniel Bryan kind of being a dark horse. But I think Edge wins. He pins Daniel Bryan so Roman Reigns does not lose. So Edge wins this match. Next match, we're going to have Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw's Women Championship. I do believe um, this match. This match has potential, but I know I already know what WWE is going to do. They're going to give Rhea Ripley the title, man, and I'm just not a fan of it. I love Asuka. She deserves way better, just like Shinsuke Nakamura. But they're going to take it. They're going to take Rhea Ripley's title. They're going to make. They're going to have Rhea Ripley win, man. And I, for some reason, I just get a gut feeling that they're going to have Rhea Ripley destroy Asuka. And I'm just not going to be a big, 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 big fan of it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to be a huge fan. But whatever. I think it does have potential to be an okay match. Um, the next match is Big E versus Apollo Crews. Stupid storyline. I do not like what they did with Apollo Crews' character. I'm not a fan of it. I think Big E is going to win. And I think Big E is going to win in a dominant way. I don't think this is going to be a very long match, and I'm not very excited for it. I mean, Big E's a great talent. I'm happy he's finally a champion. But 
I think it's going to be one of the bad matches of the night. Next, we're going to have Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Shockingly, I think Sheamus is going to win this match. Sheamus is my prediction. Matt Riddle has been really good. His character is really good. I like that they're they're WWE is really letting him just be him. His you know what he is in real life, they're letting him be. Um, Sheamus though has been a very dominant guy in the last few months, and I think that he's going to get his WrestleMania moment once again for possibly the last time and have one more little championship run with the United States Championship. The next match is the one match the one match I'm so excited for, man. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. This storyline with the Fiend, Alexa Bliss, and Randy Orton has been. 10 out of 10. This is the best storyline of the year. This was the best storyline last year. And the fact that they're still going with it is amazing. I do think the Fiend wins. And I do believe that Randy Orton kind of turns to one of Fiend's kids. You know, just like Alexa Bliss is. It's just going to be such an amazing match. This is probably going to be the best match of the night. The Fiend wins this one. And then the last match of the night is going to be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. This is going to be a good match. I love these guys' chemistry. I love their story, um, but I do think Kevin Owens will win this match. Apparently, Logan Paul is going to be involved. I freaking hope not, um, but I do think Kevin Owens will win that match. And at the end of the night of night two, I think I'm going to be giving this an 8 out of 10. Way better matches on night two, more matches on night two. I really hope that they have the women's tag titles involved somehow and the SmackDown's titles involved somehow in night one and night two. Because if they don't, it's just going to be really bad. I would love to see some type of ladder match, you know, with the SmackDown titles. But uh, I don't know. Hold up. So apparently, I'm reading this little thing, the SmackDown tag titles are going to be in a fatal four-way match the Friday before the weekend, so this Friday, and they're calling it WrestleMania SmackDown on April 9th. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. <laughs> but there they go. Those are my night one and night two predictions. I know I don't sound very excited, but, you know, for some reason, for some reason, I just got like a little sick. Uh, my voice is um, going out a little bit for some reason, but I do hope y'all enjoy episode four of this podcast. I love y'all so much for the support. I love everything that y'all have done for me. Um, I love the feedback, and I hope y'all are excited for the future of this podcast. But again, I hope y'all have a wonderful time. What's up, guys? So I just went over and looked at um, and listened over the podcast. I do apologize for the WWE segment. I wasn't a hundred percent feeling the best because I did um, I did um, recorded segments. I recorded the mock, top ten mock draft for one, and then I recorded the WWE a little later. For some reason, my voice was going out. I wasn't feeling the greatest. I sorry about that. I'm still gonna post it because I like to post the real me. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Thank you all so much. We're all underdogs just trying to make it in this in a big world. So I love you all so much. Thank you all for watching the episode and have a wonderful day and see you all next week.